Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We have another amazing Six Figure Plus entrepreneur on today. I'm really excited to bring you him and his story. So today we have Jonathan from Good Marketing, and he is calling in from San Diego. Jonathan, how are you today? I am so fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me here. I'm looking forward to chatting. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. I look forward to sharing you with our audience and seeing what kind of amazing value you can bring them. I know we had a little bit to talk before the interview about what you do, and I think that your story is very powerful and you're going to have a lot of great wisdom for our audience. So before we do dive in, can you just tell everybody a little bit more about what good marketing is, what you do, and who you help? Absolutely. Uh, To start it off, and do you want the long or the short version? I want whatever version you want to tell. So my my wife and I have been working together for over a decade. Good marketing came about through a number of iterations. And what we do, we're the, we are the absolute best at organic lead generation using social. So if you are wanting to use social, and it doesn't matter whether it's Facebook or Instagram or a blog, it's just social or video. You want to use social organically, not paid media, to build your business generate revenue and acquire leads, we are the absolute best at it. And we do that through a number of ways, but we cut our teeth when we first got started through learning all of the things, learning Facebook ads, learning SEO, all of the pieces that you need to have. But when we started really getting into it and our mentor, who was a seven, eight figure, like under the radar mentor, everything he did was all about generating leads. Because if he said, if you could generate leads, you could sustain a business for life. So it was generating leads, but not just, oh, I've got someone on my email list. I've got someone that likes to post. It's people that actually turned into paying customers. Because having a sea full of leads doesn't do you any good if they're not buying from you. Right. Then you just then it's just a vanity metric. I have a list of 50,000. I'd rather have a list of 100 people that give me lots of money than 50,000 that don't give me any. And so that's really how we learned because so much out there is about how many likes do I get? How many shares do I get? How many comments do I get? How many views do I get? But none of those things are going to pay your bills. And so what we focus on and what we do when we work with our clients and when we work with people is how to show up online in a way that is authentically you. That is you speaking your truth and how you want to show up, saying the things that attracts your ideal client. For example, if your ideal client is a firefighter in Missouri, right? If you're speaking exactly to them, you're going to attract those people when you work with us. But what's really cool about it is those that don't identify with you, that aren't resonating with you are going to self-select themselves out. It's like a magnet. You're going to repel those people. But here's the other thing. You know how there's the fields of magnet and there's the stuff that gets really drawn in and there's the little bit that's closer. When you're speaking to your ideal client after working with us, what happens is the people that aren't firefighters in Missouri, but might be a... I don't know, physical therapist in Kansas who still is the same sort of person 
resonates with what you're saying, they're going to be attracted to you. And I use those examples as really bizarre ones. But that's what's really cool is you get to say the things you want to say, show up how you want to show up and build a sustainable business in a way that works with your life. Like our whole thing, I'm like spewing. Our whole thing is not work harder. It's work smarter. Have it work with more ease so you can do the things you want to do in life. And that's the crux of it. My wife and I started this not so we could be marketers. We happen to be excellent at it, but it's so that we could spend our time having adventures, having fun, spending our time with our four kids, going to Disneyland like we just did, like taking trips, all of that. So it's like, we're not put on this planet to work a job. You know what I mean? We're not put on this planet to grind 24 seven. Like what brings you fulfillment? You want to do that? Let us show you how to get that results so you can do those things you want. I love it. That alone, there's so many good points in. One of the most important things you really can do is actually to do that repelling that you were talking about. Because so many people are like, oh, I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers or I don't want to upset anybody or piss them off. And you like, you need to do that. Because otherwise, like you said, you can have 50,000 people who are paying attention to what you're doing but if they're the wrong kind of people, it's not going to translate into sales. And why waste any of your time with somebody who's never going to buy from you? And that's an interesting thing, because it's like there are some people that will never buy. They're just there taking up space. There's some people that you have to nurture into it. And there's some people that will buy immediately. And I think one of the biggest keys is, is people, especially when they're getting started, is I don't want anybody not to like me. I want to speak to everybody. I can. And it's no like I would highly recommend like niching down to one thing, saying one thing. Because, A, I mean, there are people that can make a living selling like probably cat fluffies and talking just about cat fluffies and only talking about cat fluffies and make a seven figure income, right? Rather than talking about cats or all pets or all of that stuff. So it's like when you speak to everyone, you literally speak to no one. Because when you speak to someone, they're going to get it. Other people are going to get it. And then the people that aren't supposed to get it don't because you don't want them. And that's so vital, like crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And just to share a quick example. So for with this podcast, we speak to six figure plus online business owners who are interested in building financial freedom, right? We don't get a lot of listeners who are employees. And as you said, you'll have those people who are on the edges who maybe want to start a business for themselves or are thinking about it. And so those people will listen to but we also don't get people usually who are just right in the starting phase of their business because they aren't at that other pre-revenue. We're not making a ton of money yet. And so having that kind of niche and narrowed down client avatar is definitely so important for all those reasons that you said. I spent a lot of time in the restaurant industry. And when my last business in the restaurant industry shut down, it was a relief for me in the social media side of things because I really don't like to be on social media. So can you talk about maybe how for people who aren't crazy about being on social media, how what you do actually helps them get more out of it while spending less time doing it? Social media has a personal aspect and a business aspect, right? So we've had clients that came have come to us and said, hey, this is my social media platform that I love. Great, use it. We've had clients say, hey, I don't want to create a blog. And we'll be like, that's fine. You don't have to. They'll be like, no, I don't want to create a blog. And we're like, if you don't want to do a blog, then don't do a blog. They're like, but no, seriously, if I have to write anything. And we're like, listen, what we do works across any platform. It works from B to B to B to C. So it doesn't really matter what you do, 
who your client is or any of that. It just works. And it's because it's like the Simon Sinek start with why. It's why some people are just loyal, rabid fans of Apple, right? And their products and all of that, or of Elon Musk and all of that, because he speaks to that person. And so in terms of using social, if you are, say, a brick and mortar, right? And you're like, I don't want to use social at all. This still works in how you promote yourself and how you talk about yourself and all of those aspects of it. But then you have to ask yourself, how are you going to present yourself out to the public? Okay, let's say you're like, I'll do SEO. Fantastic. Love SEO. We used to do SEO. If you have all the pieces that we're talking about, you know what to say, how to say it, who you're talking to, all of those pieces, then your website or whatever you're using is going to be written for conversion copy to speak to your person. Most people have stuff on their website that isn't designed to generate leads, generate clients, generate patients, whatever it is. So it translates across the board. We work with a client who just helping, we, like we wrote, we worked with them to write the copy for the website. We work with them to nail their messaging and using the website copy, they were able to create their little like 15 minute talk. They were able to create their like little 30 to 60 second, like quick, I'm in the elevator and here's what I do so that they could then use that to start getting clients. And they did. So it like allows you to have such specificity in who you are and what you do and how you serve so that it doesn't matter where you are or how you're using it, that you can actually benefit and create momentum, create income. Love it. Now, for entrepreneurs who want to be able to use social media and tell their story and get their brand identity across and all that, what is your top tip for them in how they can be authentic and attract those right people to them? That is a big question. Honestly, I love that question. It's not a simple thing because it's like, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. There's one, the personal work you have to do of not worrying about what you're saying, if it's right or wrong. Here's the thing, you're gonna post something and you're gonna get crickets on it. But guess what? Everybody's watching, right? So it's a matter of continuing to show up. But are your profiles in line? If I'm gonna hire you, Chris, right? If I'm gonna go and do that, well, and I find you on Facebook, and I see your profile and enter in, then I'm like, okay, you're expensive. I'm going to, I want to find out a little bit more about you. And then I go over to Instagram and then I go over to LinkedIn and then I look at your website and those things, like if they're a slightly disconnected, just slightly disconnected, just a little, I'm out. And here's the thing, you've just lost a potential client and you didn't even know I was a potential client. So it's making sure your profiles are in line. It's making sure what you're saying, you know who you're speaking to. You're sharing the things that are important to you. You're not doing it just for them but you're making offers, you're sharing value. There's not one thing you can do. It's, it's, it's doing all the things and you don't have to do them right all the time. That's the thing. Don't worry about offending someone. You're gonna offend someone. But if you worry about not offending anyone, you're gonna literally, it's the same thing. I'm not gonna offend anyone. Then you're not gonna attract anyone. My wife just sent out an email to our list yesterday. She was so worried. So we've started running Facebook ads because we want to reach different audiences, right? Because here's the thing. Your business can get to six figures and over with just your current social, your Facebook, your Instagram or whatever. Like it's you can, but if you want to keep going bigger, you have to move to a different pond. You have to find new audiences because you'll overfish it and then all of a sudden it stops. So we're running Facebook ads. And so we have people that are new to our list that are getting emails for people that like have been with us for years. So it's like, she sent out, she had me read it. And I was like, that's great. Send it and unsubscribe, unsubscribe. But in it, we say, if this does not resonate with you, unsubscribe now. And the opens were great. And right away, five unsubscribes. And it's, she was like, I know I shouldn't be upset, but I hate seeing this. And I was like, here's the deal. 
they wouldn't have bought from us anyway. Or if they did buy from us, they're not our people, right? Now, if I have a course, which we have a course, there's some, there's, there is interaction with our clients. It's not completely self-paced, but do I want to get on with somebody and have to like work with somebody that's like totally not our people? No. Do you want to do that? No. It's like, we've all taken the client that we knew we shouldn't have. There was that thing. And we're like, yeah, but the money, or I really need it right now. And you take it and you're like, oh my goodness, I should not do that. I should never do that again. I have learned my lesson. I'm either going to charge them so much that the money is so worth the difficulty, or they'll just say no. Because when you work with the wrong client, it is the biggest headache you can ever experience. Absolutely. They're always the worst clients. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So, or it, I was just going to say that I think so many people just have that people-pleasing instinct so ingrained with them. And most people are good people. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. We usually don't want to turn people off. But in business, there are people who you need to turn off because otherwise, like you said, you'll end up working with the wrong person. And it takes one or two of those to never want to do it again. And I will say this, it's not go out there and I'm going to offend people right. unless your business is of the I offend people business. It's say the things that are polarizing, say the things that are difficult, have an opinion and be comfortable in your opinion and be comfortable with there's people that are going to disagree with it. I have beliefs that people disagree with and that people have beliefs that I disagree with. I don't work with those people. They don't work with me. Here's the thing. I'm highly allergic to cats. I brought up cats earlier. It's non-political, it's non-religious, so we can just go there, right? I have no interest in ever having a cat because it would be miserable for me, right? So I'm not going to date somebody that has a cat. I'm not going to marry somebody that has a cat. If I go to somebody's house and they have a cat, I even, and I don't know, I'm in a world of hurt. But if I know I'm going back there, I'm taking medication for it, but it's not something I'm really excited about, having hair on me, bringing in into my house and all that sort of stuff. Think about that in your business, right? Do you really care? Do you really care? Are you going to ever see them again? If Probably they unfriend not. you, if they unfriend you, does it matter? What is important to you? Those are the things. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> no, I love it. And that's great. And uh, I have two cats who I love very much. And they're the sweetest things in the world. I'm glad that I get to have that opportunity and get to be a cat person. And that's the thing. That's perfect for you. And I have no begrudging for you. It yeah. works for you. It just literally wouldn't work for me. And that's okay. Right? And there's people that yes. are not cat people and there's not dog people. They're chinchilla people or fish people. Perfect. And you know what? In your business, there are going to be people that are your people. There are going to be people that aren't your people. Would you rather try to get the people that are your people to work with you and hire you or the people that aren't your people to work with you and hire you? The simple answer is the people that are your people because they're the ones that are going to be more fun, more fulfilling, the easier to work with, you'll get better results. Why push a wet noodle up a hill trying to get the people that aren't your people? And people do that all day long. I'm going to get them. They're a lead. Oh my goodness. That's great. But they're not really, but they're on my list or they like my post. Look, you know what? No. And here's the thing that we learned very quickly. What got you to six isn't going to get you to seven and six figures in your business while you're like, oh, everybody's, I can't wait to make six figures. We made six figures. Now, if I was a single dude making six figures, easy peasy. I'm a family of six, right? When you fit six figures, you're like, oh, it ain't what you thought it was. It's very different. So it really depends on your organization. It really depends on how many people you're working with. It depends on your life that you have to support. It depends upon your team that you have and how much you're outputting. If you bring in six figures, you bring in your first 100K, do you have a team? So really, you're not bringing in six figures, plus all the tools you spend and all of those things. How much is it really? 
What is your profit margin that you actually take home? Are you paying yourself for years? Like we weren't paying ourselves, right? And we've had great months, horrible months. We've had 100K booked months. We've had like literally close to nothing booked months. That's also the life of an entrepreneur and challenges and changes depending on what you're doing or if you shift an offer and or you want to speak to a new audience and you know that's going to be, okay, we're speaking to somebody new. There's going to be that growth. And there's going to be quiet periods during that. Like when we jumped into our coaching space a few years ago, because we had been doing agency and entrepreneur work on that. And we all, we went into the coaching space around the time of COVID. We jumped off like gangbusters. We had our first year of 270K and we were like, oh, this is great. And then following year was not so good. The economy went to crap. People were holding everything, all their chips in, and it was not a good year. And this year has been a struggle because it's still the recovery and the coaching business over the past few years, the coaching industry has shifted a lot. And so it's, it was like a wake up call. It's you have to, you have to maintain what you do one year doesn't mean it's going to happen the next year. And so there's a lot of pieces to it. It hasn't been easy, but we tend to overcomplicate things. My yeah, so I just really want to touch on how important is what you said about that. Everybody has this idea that they're going to get their business to six figures and then they've got a gravy train and life is easy. And it's not that way, especially the state of the economy today, all of the inflation that's going on. Six figures now isn't what it was 10 or 20 years ago. And half of the people who make a six-figure income right now are still living paycheck to paycheck. If you think you're going to retire on six figures, I hope that your plan is to move to the Philippines or something, because depending on your profit margin, if you're making 10 or 20% profit margin, and even if you're a solopreneur and you pay nobody else, that means you're taking home, what, 20 grand at the end of the year? And I don't know who can live on that today, but at least not people in the US, right? Totally. Our goal is to have the highest profit margin we possibly can at the minimum 50 to 60. And it's not there now, but we want to get it and streamline enough where it's closer to 80, right? Now I'm 48 with a wife who's 38. Good job, Jonathan. And four kids. So six figures isn't the same thing. If I was 23, 25, making 100K, I'd be driving my fancy car, eating, you know what I mean? That's a big difference. But also my bar would be then become higher. Once you hit that first accomplishment, you're like, okay, what's the journey look like to the next? Yep, absolutely. All right, now for those questions, Jonathan. So first, what is the biggest financial roadblock in your business right now? The biggest financial roadblock I would say is my wife and I. We've been working to get out of our way. We tend to overcomplicate things. It's crazy. We are genius. Like we're so good at what we do and we make it sometimes so complicated to get paid or to do things that it becomes challenging. Not good with budgets. So we've been working on getting budgets. And so I would say it's those two things. How to keep it simple, stupid, if you will, you know, how to stop getting in our own way. We are very much in the space of like human design and manifestation as well as practical too. But it's like, what do we need to do to allow it to come to us without getting in the way of stopping it? And how do we do that? And we tend to be our own blocks for that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think most people tend to be their own blocks one way or the other. Yeah. And it's like, we see dinguses. Dingus is doing things and we're like, what the actual frick is going on? Because we're better than them. We're smarter than them. We can do it in a different way. And it's okay. This is our path. This is our journey. And when we get to the thing, like it's never about the destination. 
It's always about the journey. So when we get to this destination, there'll be another journey, but there's a reason for it. What that reason is, I can't tell you until I look back later. And so it's, is it frustrating? Yes. Do we consistently need to do the work on ourselves? Absolutely. I think we're all limited by our own constraints, our own mindset. It's like, you can't think your way out of your own box. You need somebody else. So it's like making sure we're continually doing work and up-leveling and all of those pieces to change things. And I love that you brought that up because I think every entrepreneur can probably relate to that. They look at somebody who is in the same or similar business as them, who, you know, maybe doesn't appear to be all that intelligent or all that nice or all that great of a business person or whatever. And yet they're like leaps and leaps ahead of what you're doing. And you sit there and you rack your mind and you're like, what am I doing wrong? What are they doing? And most of the time, it comes down to the work that you have to do on yourself because those blocks are subconscious. And like you said, you you don't see them because you're in it. Yeah. And I also think like when it comes to it, like ignorance is bliss. Sometimes when you know too much, you're a little bit dangerous You're a, or a lot dangerous. And comparison is, I've done it for years. I try not to compare, but like comparison to anyone else will be the destroyer of happiness and joy and happiness and joy are and gratitude are really where it comes down to like how you're going to have the things that you want in life. If you're a miserable prick, yeah, that just seems awful. But if you can be happy and grateful for the things you want, you can bring other things towards you. Absolutely. Now, would you tell me some of your financial goals? So what is your biggest financial goal with the business right now? And what is your biggest personal financial goal at the moment? So biggest financial goal for the business, I would say there's a couple hundred K months. That's uh, consistent under K months. And for family, the biggest one would be like people talk about generational wealth and all of that. And I think it's become the new term. It's we want to create the hundred year wealth for our family. So what's it look like for our family in a hundred years, creating the wealth for them? Yeah, it's not just our kids. It's not just our kids as kids. It's what does that look, whether it's buying property, whatever it is. And so we're working into growing into that. And then I would say, honestly, because here's the thing, if we're going to be real, like it hasn't been always easy. We're, we've got debts we need to pay. So it's like to make sure we pay off those debts, to be able to buy a house, to be able to do all of those things. There's a lot that needs to go into it. I don't want anybody to think, oh, just because you hit six figures or even seven figures, it doesn't mean people aren't carrying debt. And here's and I used to look at debt as a bad thing. Debt can be used as a tool, right? Yeah. That can be used as a tool to carry you through as long as you're continuing to generate income, right? So I don't care. Look at, you can look at some of the big ones like Elon Musk. He's dead all over the place, but worth so many billion, but not cash, necessarily cash rich. So it's those pieces of it. So how do we start generating 100K months, which is what we're doing? And then how do we pay off all our debt and create that longstanding wealth? Because we weren't raised with a financial literacy. And so investing and growing that and teaching our kids and all of those pieces to it. Yeah, I love that you have a hundred year plan and that kind of thinking is just amazing. I think, like you said, most people out there didn't receive training in financial literacy or at least not enough. And you can tell that by looking at the way that most people are with money. And there's that saying from shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, which basically means you can make a ton of money and get really rich. But if you don't teach your kids how to handle it and what to do with it and give them the importance of how to learn to make it for themselves, then by the time they get to their kids, they will that information will be diluted down even more. The money can be gone. And then the family is starting right back over again. 
Now, as far as financial freedom and like number figures aside, what does that look like to you? If you didn't have to show up every day in your business and you were making all the money that you needed and you could do whatever you wanted to with your time, what would you do? I would get an hour massage every day. Really, and I said it earlier, is adventures with my family and creating fun and creating memories and creating experiences. That's really what I think it would be. I think that's what it's all about. Like we homeschool, like four kids, eight, six, four, two, we homeschool. My wife and I have worked together for well over a decade from home, like no nine to fives. We met in restaurants, so I can relate to the restaurants in years ago in Hollywood where we met. And so I like to tell people like my wife and I have spent more time in the eight years we've been married. Let's just say eight years we've been married than most married couples have spent time together that have been married for 20, 25 years because we literally wake up, we work together, we raise our kids together and the kids are at home. But to take away that any sort of angst or stress about the financial would be like there'd be more joy in it. And then it would be like having the experiences with our family, having the fun together. Where do we want to go? What country do we want to visit? Whether it's local or far away, doing those things, because that's what it's about. Nobody's going to look back and at the end of my life and go, man, he worked hard. Yeah, I worked hard. I worked a lot. It's like you're going to be remembered for like the other things. Yeah, you can leave a financial legacy behind and money is great because you can help so many people. But what does money mean if you can't be there for your kids because you're always working and you have to miss all of the important stuff or just, yeah, so many people get caught up in, in the finances and the dollar number and all of that. And they lose sight of what really matters in life. It, yeah, money is a tool, right? So what are you going to use it for? That's just really what I think it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as far as the business goes, Jonathan, what is one big initiative you have for this year or something that you'd really just love to get accomplished inside of the business? We have our program that we've created and it's in the pilot stage of it. Our program called the Seven Figure Content Blueprint is the coursified version of our like high-level mastermind work. And so we're in the process of a bunch of the modules are shot, but getting that complete and then essentially automating it in a sense of automating the sales towards it so that it runs on its own. So we're driving traffic to that so that we're not spending so much time doing the one-on-one -on -one work and so that we have more time to have the adventures and do the things that we want to do. I think that's the big goal. And then for me, I think I want to figure out what I want to do more. Like I haven't had a clear vision of what I want to do because the program is my wife and I, but she's, I'm the director, but she's the celebrity. Okay. And so it's figuring out what I want to do, how I want to, what, if I want to create something or if I want to just speak or what that is, and just having more of a clear sense in that regard. Makes sense. Very cool. All right, Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I know this is going to be helpful to so many people out there. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Now, before we go, if people want to find out more about good marketing and what you do, where's the best place for them to go do that? I can give a few ways if people want to. So we have our site. It's whatsgood.co, which is with two U's, which is just, it's our website. But if you want to get to know my wife and I better, and if you're looking for like high level marketing, we have a free community. It's group.whatsgood.co. And that's our community. And then if you want to know more about our program and how you can actually use organic social to generate revenue and to generate leads and make a difference and actually have it work for you, then that would be sevenfigurecontentblueprint.co. And that's the program. 
Awesome. Before we let you go, anything else you want to share? Any piece of advice to entrepreneurs? Anything we didn't touch on? We talked about a lot. I would just say it is not a straight line. It is ups and downs and be ready for it. And you may be tied to what you're doing, but realize as you're going, you may want to consider to be pliable, to shift. Like where we started and where we are is very different, completely different. I couldn't have told it to you. And where we'll be in five or 10 years might be very different too. Don't be so hung up on one thing that don't trip over pennies. And I don't mean that just financially, but don't trip over pennies financially, but don't trip over pennies in what you're focused on and what you're doing. If it's not working, if it's not resonating, if it's not bringing joy, if it's not bringing fun, find the thing that does. And that's all I'll say. I love it. In the end, we're here to do the best we can, have the best life we can and to enjoy ourselves, right? And so if you're spending your life doing something you don't enjoy, stop and take a look in the mirror because you don't know how long you have left and there's more important things than money. And yeah, find something you love to do and do it the best you can. And clearly, Jonathan, you're doing that. Thanks for taking the time to come on with me today. I just really love talking to you. Likewise, Chris, I really appreciate it. And to the audience out there, thank you for taking the time to listen. It doesn't go unnoticed, even though I don't know you yet. Yeah. And and to that audience, thank you so much, as he said, for listening. Please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't had a chance to do that yet. And if you want to leave us one of those five-star reviews, that really helps us out as well. We love that. And if you are a six-figure plus online entrepreneur as well, and you'd like to come on to share your business and financial journey with us, we would really love that too. So go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And we'd love to chat as well. See you next time. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. 
Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.